0: Hello and welcome back into Overtime. This is your Sports Talk podcast hosted by the Lipscomb University Sports Announcing Class. Led by our professor Aaron Birch. I'm Sam Phelan. Alongside Gracie Simpson, Connor Owens, and Jason Southall, we've got all of the latest sporting news for you. Gracie and I bring you to the drawing board where we talk about all of the latest pro sports stories from the World Series to NFL action and Monday Night Football And Jason and Connor do Helmet to Helmet, where they give you the highlights of all of Middle Tennessee's high school football from the weekend. Thank you for joining us, and get ready, because this is Overtime.
1: Welcome to the sixth installment of Helmet to Helmet. I am Jason Southall. I'm Connor Owens. And a special welcome uh, to our one Slovakian viewer our listener, a uh, uh, great welcome to you. We appreciate uh, you very uh, much. It was, it's funny to see uh, because we already had this conversation. As soon as Connor saw it, he texted me, and he asked, who do you know in Slovakia? Now, of course, I didn't see the picture that he took of our analytics, so I had no idea what he was talking about. Uh, but now I completely understand, and thank you for listening in Slovakia now of course you don't have uh you know the nfl as with uh sam and gracie and you don't have american college football there but thank you for listening (laughs) it's great but uh well actually we'll talk about high school football first go ahead connor
2: yeah a lot of like i always mentioned a lot of great games um in the state of tennessee and we got a lot of finals um from this week so i'm gonna go ahead and get started uh this i was at this game it was a really good game it was um a real uh, offensive battle between both teams. Uh, Brentwood uh, hosts Franklin and they defeated Franklin forty-two to twenty. CPA defeats Goodpasture thirty-six to nothing. Father Ryan beats Macaulay thirty to seven. Page beats Columbia twenty-eight to ten. BGA. This game was on Thursday night. They go into Lincoln County and win forty-one to seven. Ensworth goes into Centennial. And wins 40 to 17. Creekwood uh, beats White House 27 to 7. And uh, the Battle of the Borough, Oakland and Riverdale. Oakland beat Riverda- Riverdale 30 to 7. Uh, Nashville Christian 39 to 28, winners over Jackson Christian. Hendersonville shuts out Gallatin 46 to nothing.
1: So happy about uh, that, by the way. So happy about that.
2: Fairview beats Harpeth forty to fourteen, and Hillwood beat Cheatham County fifty to seven. Now, another game I do not have the score with me right now, but Hillsboro went into Cane Ridge and knocked off uh, the Cane Ridge Ravens. Now, yeah. going into my games of the week, uh, we'll go from number three to number one, and then I have an honorable mention that I'm going to talk about uh, very briefly. Uh, the six and one CPA Lions go on the road and uh, take on Trent Dilfers. Uh, six and two Lipscomb Academy Mustangs. That's going to be a really good game. Uh, the four and two four and two Baylor uh, travels to three and two NBA, and then uh, the Red Hot Brentwood Bruins um, six and two on the year host five and one Independence. Now I got a question for you, um, Jason. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, East Tennessee high school football. Uh, do you know? Have you heard? of the musket bowl. Oh I have, but I don't remember who it's against who it's between. The musket bowl is this Friday night. Four and four Daniel Boone travels to six and two David Crockett. <laughs> that is that is I've heard I've heard a lot about this uh a lot about this game. It's probably one of the biggest rivalries in East Tennessee. Are you going to drive um, out there to know, watch it? Uh, don't know. Um, Oh, come on. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't know anything. Don't know anything about Daniel Boone or David Crockett. Um, but I know how big of a rivalry that is. So I had to mention it, uh, going in with my picks of the week. I'll start with the musket bowl, uh, Daniel Boone and David Crockett. This is going to sound, uh, um, I don't know how this is going to sound, but I'm going to pick uh, a winner based off a record. Um, Again, I don't know anything about either school. Um, I'm going to go with David Crockett, not going to give any score prediction or anything. Um, Then going up with CPA and Lipscomb Academy. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I mentioned um, uh, that Lipscomb Academy had only lost one game. That was wrong. They lost their first two games of the season to Brentwood Academy and JP2. Um, I'm going to go with CPA. Um, they haven't played um, – this was a couple of weeks ago. They haven't played uh, in a while because of COVID. Um, but seeing – like they beat good pasture 36 to nothing. Um, Lips- Lipscomb Academy is good. They're going to keep it close. Uh, shutout wins against Briarcrest, uh, Lips uh, – FRA, and then um, last week against Franklin County. Uh, I just think CPA is uh, just a little bit better offensively. Um, And Lipscomb Academy is, uh, but again, it's going to be a really close game. Baylor and NBA don't really know much about Baylor. Uh, NBA has looked okay. Um, They lost uh, to JP2, and I think they lost again last week. I forgot who they played, Um, but they lost. Um, I'm going to go with NBA. Um, Quarterback's really good. Uh, Offense has been shaky this year, but I think they can pick it up uh, this week against Baylor. And then Brentwood. And Independence, once again, uh, John House, Cade Granzo, Walker Merrill um, are unstoppable um, in that region. And I also heard some news. I was on the sideline of um, at the Brentwood game on Friday night, and I was talking to a friend of mine, and he said that he is 100% sure that we will see John House, Cade Granzo, and Walker Merrill all at Vanderbilt next fall he thinks walker Merrill's gonna flip from tennessee to vandy and then Cage's gonna find a way um to play football at vanderbilt i see you're shaking your head no i hope um, not goodness gracious that would be awesome for a vanderbilt fan um not so not so fun uh for a tennessee fan um uh, but yeah well, it just gets worse way. and
1: worse you know it,
2: it's <laughs> yeah. one of those things that you kind of expect it now <laughs> yeah um but I'm going to go with Brentwood over Independence. I think Independence is going to keep it close, um, but in the end, um, it's going to be too much. John House, uh, Granzo, and Merrill, are going to be too much for them to handle. Gotcha. Well, I was going to ask you this before we got to your
1: games for this week, but did you have any games from last week that surprised you? I ask you this every week, but wanted to see any what you Any
2: games thought. that surprised me? Um... Honestly, no. Um, I would say Hendersonville beating Gallatin 46 to nothing, but again, Gallatin's had a terrible year um, so far this year. Um, CPA 36 to nothing over good pasture, kind of expected. Um, now, my picks last week, I picked Columbia to beat Page, McCauley to beat Father Ryan, and Brentwood to beat Franklin. I went one and two, uh, and uh, McCauley fell apart against Father Ryan. Uh, Columbia, they kept it close, but Paige um, pulled away late uh, to get that win. Um, I would have loved to see uh, the White House Blue Devils pick up a win against Creekwood. Um, I don't think they've beaten Creekwood in a couple of years. Um, so, it that, that would have been nice to see them pick up that win. Um, but, yeah, not, not really. Not this week. Uh, no games really surprised me uh, finals-wise.
1: Now, that – Hendersonville Gallatin game did surprise me, mostly just because, well, I went to station camp for so long, uh, what, second grade uh, in the freshman year, and I played football at station camp. One of the things that station camp kind of became is every single good player from station camp ended up transferring to Gallatin or transferring to Hendersonville, but most of them went to Gallatin. So, you, you know, I would usually expect Gallatin, you've got two groups of people you're coming you have you have your gallatin people and you have your station camp people all of them coming over you'd expect them to be good you expect them to have the best that they can get and for hendersonville to go in there and just annihilate them the way they did Mm -hmm. it puts a smile on my face (laughs)
2: yeah you were talking about um how people transfer from like you said station camp to hendersonville gallatin schools like that when we were at White House, we had a basketball player that transferred from. I think. I think he transferred from Station Camp. You might know him. Yeah, um, um, absolutely, Octavian Arnold.
1: Oh um, yeah, yeah, but there was someone else. Um, shoot, what's his name? He played football. Uh, is it Kyle Elliott? I'm pretty sure it was Kyle Elliott. Um,
2: that name sounds familiar. So it's Kyle be familiar. Elliott
1: because he played high. He played football with me at Station Camp, and then he transferred back up to White House. Uh, He transferred the same time I did. Uh, So that's what I thought you were talking about first, because he played basketball at station camp and White House. Well, let's go ahead. Actually, hold on. Let's not go ahead, because I was going to ask you. Are you positive that you don't want to go to that game, the musket bowl? Because, (laughs) Because it's four and a half hours away. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, come on! I'll, I'll drive you out there. We'll go.
2: It's on Friday. I don't. I'm done with classes at 9:50, and we can go to Knoxville the next day and watch Alabama get uh, demolished Tennessee. Of we'll course, about that in a minute. Of course.
1: Well, it's
2: what you expect. Tickets will be cheap.
1: <laughs> but let's go ahead and move into college football. And uh, first game we're going to talk about is Cincinnati SMU. Now, of course. I had Cincinnati losing last week in my upset of the week, and, of course, that game was canceled. Uh, but, of course, I'll let you talk about that game first. Go ahead.
2: It's going to be a really good game. Um, you look at uh, both quarterbacks, uh, Desmond Ritter uh, for Cincinnati on the year, 47-78 passing, 597 yards, uh, six touchdowns, but he also has those four interceptions. Uh, for SMU, they have uh, Shane Bouchelle. 119 of 177, uh, 1,710 yards, 12 touchdowns, and two interceptions. Uh, And then they also have a fantastic running back in Ulysses Bentley, 74 carries, 506 yards, um, and eight eight touchdowns. He's putting up some Derrick Henry numbers uh, in college. Um, So, yeah, uh, when it comes to a pick, um, I'm going to go with SMU. Uh, over Cincinnati. Um, haven't really watched either team. I watched Cincinnati when they played Army. Uh, did they win that game? Did they beat Army?
1: Yes, they are undefeated. They're 3-0. Oh. SMU wow, they They've
2: only played three games and they're number nine in the country.
1: Yeah, I know. Could you believe it?
2: I think they're going to lose to SMU. Um, Buschel, fantastic numbers on the year. Uh, like I said, Bentley, fantastic running back. Um, I'm going to go with SMU. What about you? Well, I feel like I just have to follow what I did last week.
1: Uh, Most because it's at SMU. They've played two more games than Cincinnati has. They have those wins under the belt. Cincinnati's coming off what they haven't played since October 3rd. They did decent against who they played, but their only real really good team they did play was Army, and they were 22nd in the nation at that point. It was 24-10. Yeah, SMU has played. They've played some pretty close games. Like I know you chose Tulane over SMU last week for your upset week. Yeah, and
2: so close.
1: You were extremely close, and I'm I'm kind of glad it didn't happen because I was like, man, my game didn't happen. I don't want yours to happen.
2: <laughs> but and see, and then have me be right.
1: Yeah. But I'm gonna go with you, SMU over Cincinnati. Uh, I think it's gonna be close. I really don't think either defense could kind of hold up. I know SMU can't just because their their offense and defense, the points wise, uh, their only really huge win they've had was against Stephen F. Austin as a fifty to seven win. Um, but every other game has been super close. I expect this game to be close as well. I think it'd be probably a between a field goal and a touchdown game. So, either a three or a
2: seven point win. Now, moving on. um, I cannot wait to hear your reaction about this. Um, Tennessee. uh, I'll have you recap that game from last week. Um, Losing 34 to seven at home against Kentucky. What if I don't want to? <laughs> what, what? I mean, you have every week. Recap every Tennessee what, game. I know, I
1: know. But what if the score just recaps it on its own? <laughs> what if? What if there's nothing you can say other than,
2: "Here's the score." Because oh that's my true. goodness, that's true. Thirty-four to seven, lost to Kentucky. You fire your defensive line coach, Jeremy Pruitt's going to take over for the rest of the year. Jerry Garantano, back to back, back to back interceptions.
1: I don't want to hear his all, name.
2: They pull Garantano, and then after, uh, what, what was Shrout.
1: J.T. Shroud comes Shrout. in and throws an in. interception on second and 21. Oh. And the very next drive, and they put Garantano back in. Back in. This isn't a defensive problem. This has nothing to do with the defense. You have to realize what you have on your offense. You have to realize what skill players you have and use them. Instead of just there's using...
2: one, one name, can in my opinion, could have a really good chance of solving this problem. Who is it? Brian Maurer.
1: Now, either Brian Maurer or Harrison Bailey. I like Brian Maurer.
2: He's got the it doesn't experience. doesn't matter as long as it's not Jared Garantano. If
1: it's Jared Garantano, there's going to be a riot in Knoxville, and I completely understand. I'm just going to spare you from the around 20 minutes of audio that I recorded of me getting more and more irritated and angry about Jaron Garantano. Uh, I don't really think you'd like to hear that, so I'm just going to cut a bunch of it out. If you do want to hear it, let me know. Uh, you have the email. It's actually in the, uh, the description of the episode, uh, so just get that, email it, I'll send it to you. I'm not going to keep it in, but I'll send it to you. That's perfectly fine with me. I'll just keep it going.
2: I'm just going um, <laughs> to stop you right there, because you're, you're. I can see you. You're turning so red. I forgot I'm you could see team. me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was talking with my hands spinning around.
2: You're like yeah uh, of course y'all can't see him but he's like rubbing his eyes shaking his head he is so mad so i'm gonna let you simmer it down a little bit and then
3: i'm gonna
2: you talked about your pain now i want to talk about my pain a little bit i want briefly i'm gonna briefly Um, talk about Vanderbilt. Now, when I say briefly, that might turn into like a 20-minute rant like you just went on. Oops. (laughs) Um, There's the podcast. um, (laughs) Yeah, there it is. Um, (laughs) I want to name who Vanderbilt would have played before COVID hit. These would have been our four non-conference games this year. Mercer, Kansas State, Colorado State, and Louisiana Tech. Knowing Vanderbilt and how they look this year, um Kansas State would have been a loss. Colorado State would have been a loss. Louisiana Tech would have been a loss. I don't know about that gonna, one. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Mercer would have been a loss. I'd say you guys would go two and two.
1: That's kind of what I'm thinking. I, I think wins, you guys, wins against who? Mercer and who? Louisiana Tech. I, I think you're not winning really? against Kansas State. You As, may. Uh, you, I mean, you could win if
2: uh, you could win against their Week One team, but not their Week that, Two team. Are you saying that based off of how Kansas State looked last year, or how they look so far this year?
1: No. Uh, what I just said was you could probably beat them how they looked in Week One when they lost mm-hmm. to Arkansas State. You couldn't beat them if they looked like what they looked like against Oklahoma. Like, oh, it, absolutely not. I think it. Depends on when you play them. If you were playing them week one, yes. If you're playing them week three or four, no.
2: A couple of weeks ago, you were talking about, and, and then you caught yourself and you kind of rephrased it. And I forgot like word for word what you said, but you, you said something along the lines of you're happy. You're, you're glad COVID happened, but like, you're not glad COVID happened. Is that right?
1: I was talking more about, like, uh, with the way that these – oh, yeah, for me or for um, just
2: scheduling-wise? Just scheduling-wise.
1: Yeah, just because you get to see how your team lines up against an SEC opponent or your own uh, league opponent. Um, You don't have –
2: But what I'm going – what I'm coming across – like what I'm looking at is Vanderbilt gets two weeks off. We had last week off. Um, because we had isolations inside the program, couldn't play Missouri. This week's our bye week, and now it's being reported that we might not even play next week against Old Miss because Old Miss is having COVID problems. So that could be two games that are moved to the end of the season. So our final three games would be Georgia, Missouri, and Old Miss. Will they, give... will
1: they do that, though? Because they don't have that week now. Um, would they be able to do that? That's the issue. Just because we, we only have one week built in to the schedules where you can take
2: that break, um, and you've already used it. Do you think it. they would just let Vandy drop old Mess and not play him this year? Or
1: in all how honesty, because we
2: we we're in our bye week right now. We don't get another bye week.
1: Yeah, I. In all so honesty, I don't. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. That. That's a tough one. That's one that I don't know if they'd be able to fix it because they'd have to move so many things around where they'd have to move bye weeks for different teams and all this other. And I don't think they'd want to do that yeah. um, just because they've mm. already got this schedule set in stone. The networks have already decided what games they're going to be doing. They're not going to want to just have yeah. to redo all of them and, you know, I'll have all the SEC schedules flipped around.
2: Plus also if you rearrange one game, say our I think our Old Miss game would have been a night game. So Mm -hmm. that's Halloween night. So if we have if we can't play Old Miss and we have to move it to another day and go from a day game or a night game to a day game, then that would mean other schools would have to rearrange their times, their travel schedule. So it would just be a whole mess inside the entire SEC, not just the two teams that are having to change.
1: Yeah, now that is a lot easier than moving the games throughout the weeks and changing
2: your bye weeks and everything because that's kind of what's going to have to happen if that old. Miss game. My question game... is, I just thought of this when it comes to if we have to reschedule Old Miss. Do you think the SEC would consider pulling an NFL? Because you see how – the Titans Bills game was played. They had a game on Tuesday, and then the Titans turned around and played again on Sunday. Do you think they would have like a Monday game? Vanderbilt they, they Ole Miss, wouldn't be able to do that. Have Vanderbilt go into their next game on a Saturday. The only way that they ha- were able to do that for the Tennessee
1: game was just because they didn't play that past weekend. If you were having to do this for the old Miss game, you'd have to play a game on Saturday than a game on either Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and another game Saturday. That's true. You are playing. That is true. Now, of course, I know this is going to be really, really weird that I'm going to bring this up because it's so out of the blue, but the 1899 Sewanee Tigers, hear me Mm. out, hear me out. They had a six-day road trip where they played five games. They played at Five Texas games in six days. Yes, they played at Texas and won. They played at Texas A&M the next day and won. They played at Tulane the day after that and won. They had a day off and then played at LSU. And then the next day they played Old Miss in Memphis. And they won every single game. So, again, two entirely different periods. I mean, this is 1899. And I don't know why the heck I thought of this, but it's been done. And in that same season, they played Georgia and Georgia Tech within a span of two days. They played Georgia the 21st of October and Georgia Tech the 23rd of October.
2: So it can be done. But So are you I, saying the possibility of Vanderbilt, Old Miss, say on a Friday night, and then whoever we play after Ole Miss on Saturday? I don't think they
1: would be able to do that now just because it's so different compared to what it was then. Like, 1899, I think I think they had, like, 13 players. Uh, yeah, they had 13 players on that team.
2: So every single player played every single day? Yes. I don't think Vanderbilt would be able to do that and win. I think the eighteen ninety like, I think that – I think he's gone.
1: Yep, he's gone. My Wi-Fi went out. Man, he's frozen. I have to get a picture of this. I know you guys can hear. Oh, Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, I lost you. You were frozen. I'm going to keep this in just because I was talking, and you froze in a way that was hilarious, and I was about to take a picture of it. What was (laughs) I I like? You're kind of leaning back and like, this? And, but, like, <laughs> I was talking, and I said, oh, he's frozen. He's He's gone. And I said, he looks hilarious, though. I got to take a picture of him. <laughs> but you're back now. But, okay, I know you're not frozen. <laughs> you can move.
2: <laughs> oh, Sean, you to take a picture.
1: No, no, no. It's not the same. But go continuing on the conversation. What were you saying about that eighteen ninety nine team?
2: I was saying that the like the eighteen ninety nine Swanee Tigers could beat the twenty twenty Vanderbilt Cavaliers. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Like we have fifty five, they have thirteen. They would mop the floor with
1: it. They also went. Un- they were also undefeated. They won every game that season. That's they went twelve and Vanderbilt football knows nothing about.
2: Do you know who
1: the only team was that scored on them? Don't tell me.
2: It had to have been in that six-day road trip. No, it was not. Oh.
1: They they didn't
2: allow a was single George point. Was it Georgia Tech? No.
1: Who was it? Auburn. It was an 11-10
2: wow. win. And do you know who the head coach was of Auburn that season? Whew. Um, I want to guess, but it would probably be a stupid guess. Go ahead. Tuh. Oh, yeah, it's probably going to be a stupid guess. Jordan Hare, John Heisman.
1: And Heisman, wow. lost, Heisman lost against Sewanee. Wow. <laughs> they, they were good, <laughs> really good wow yeah a heisman's auburn team was the only team to score on them
2: yeah i just looked it up jordan jordan Hare wasn't even a football coach at auburn so yeah that was a stupid guess okay <laughs> um all right you didn't make your pick alabama or tennessee
1: alabama by 200
2: <laughs> it'll be like 50 to nothing at halftime it's, it's gonna be the uh, Cumberland yeah, Georgia go to Nick Saban. he said hey my friend can you shorten the second half for us okay thank you
1: it's gonna be and then the Cumberland Georgia Tech game 222 oh. and nothing was
2: that 1899 as well
1: no that was 19 oh or 1911 or something like that uh, it's the one <laughs> of course John Boys, if you know who John Boys is, he's the one that gave me that information. Great person to find if you look him up on Twitter or YouTube, especially YouTube. Um, he works for SB Nation now, Stolen Base. Uh, if you John J O N Boys B O I S, anything from him is amazing. Uh, and this one video is great. It was nineteen sixteen. Uh, it was. 200, 222 to nothing and the reason why they did that <laughs> that score happened is because Cumberland didn't know how to play football uh, their head coach was a pastor I think from down the road uh, wow. and the head coach for Georgia Tech that season was John Heisman. Wow uh, and Cumberland, which is actually from Lebanon, Tennessee if you didn't know yeah. that. Um, yeah, they the only reason Heisman did that is because uh, a couple of years before that, Cumberland baseball team decided to sign a bunch of players from the Nashville Stars, or I think it was the Stars at that point, yeah, uh, their yeah. professional baseball team and have them play as Cumberland players and yeah. beat Georgia Tech's baseball team 22 to nothing. So, Georgia Tech football team scored 222 points. They scored 63 in the first quarter, by the way, just to give you a perspective. And they didn't stop.
2: Well, we've been talking for a while. We still ha- we had one more college game to talk about, but I don't think we're going to have time to talk about it. Um so let's just give a really quick pick. Who you got Baylor Texas?
1: I yikes. Um that's going to be close. Yeah, uh, I might th- be canceled. Yeah, it may be canceled, but I,
2: Texas, I'll go Texas. I got Texas as well. Um,
1: upset, right. upset now, of the
2: week, upset of the week, upset of the week. We once again, if you're if, if this is your first episode listening, we debuted upset of the week last week. Jason doesn't know mine. I don't know Jason. This is this is completely random. Um, Jason, go <laughs> ahead. It, if it's the absurdly. same game,
1: I'm gonna be so so sad.
2: But the thing is, okay. that's how that's how this
1: episode has gone so far. It's just pain for all involved. Okay. Um, Florida State, Louisville. There you got you got Louisville over Florida State. Florida State just beat the number five team in the nation. They're going to lose. <laughs> it's at Louisville. they Louisville's one and four. Florida State's two and three. I think Louisville has this. Uh, Louisville almost beat Notre Dame last week, Uh, 12-7 to final Notre Dame. Although the games have been close for Louisville, they only lost to Miami by 13. They lost to Pitt by three. Uh, They lost to Notre Dame by five. I think this week they've got it. I think this is one of those weeks where they're going to – it's an 11 o'clock kickoff. It's at their place.
2: It'll be close, but I think Louisville's got it. You go ahead. I'm going to start out with this. It is not the same game. Good. I'm just going to say that. It is not the same game. I told you earlier that I was picking between three games. Yep. I had three games I was looking at. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to name those three games that I was talking about, and then I'll give you the one I decided on. Yep. Okay. Game number one, I had Pittsburgh over Notre Dame. Okay. The one that I thought you had. Yeah. I did not go with that one. Number two, let me find it here. I had South Carolina over LSU. Oh, man, I didn't even see that game. Man, I would have done that one. And number three, I had Ole Miss over Auburn. Gotcha. Which one did you choose? My upset of the week is Ole Miss over Auburn.
1: Oh, man. And I'll tell you why. Look at
2: this real quick. Auburn played at South Carolina last week. And South Carolina beat Auburn for the first time since 1933. 1933, Bo Nix hasn't been the same Bo Nix we saw last year. 78 of 142, 869 yards, five touchdowns, and four interceptions. You look at Ole Miss's quarterback, Matt Corral, 87 of 126, 1,280 yards, 11 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. Also, Ole Miss has a running back in Jerry on Ely, 68 carries, 355 yards, and five touchdowns. Their, their receiver, Elijah Moore, 42 receptions, 575 yards, and two touchdowns. If Auburn plays this – I know I've said this a lot over the course of this podcast, but if Auburn plays the same way that they did last week against South Carolina – and if Bo Nix continues to play the same way he has played all season long, it's not going to be close. It's going to be a blowout win for Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin needs this win. I know I mentioned earlier that they have COVID, COVID problems. So you had your game canceled last week. My game might be canceled this week. We might end this podcast. I like go to Twitter and says, Ole Miss Auburn canceled. Would not be surprised if that happens. But Ole Miss, big win against Kentucky a couple weeks ago. They lost to Auburn. Who did they play last week? Ole Miss? Yeah. Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas. Arkansas. And Arkansas. And they lost. They, and they lost. This is a bounce-back win for Ole Miss. They need this. It would be a big win. He couldn't get – Lane Kiffin couldn't get the win against his former coach, his former head coach. He could get the win against his former rival. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's still his rival. But still, it's a bounce, it, it needs to be a bounce-back week for Old Miss. I think they get it done. My upset of the week is Old Miss over Auburn. Now, Jason, we didn't talk about this earlier, but I, I wanted to uh, mention this really quick. Um, tonight is game one. It's actually going on right now. Uh, tonight is game one of the World Series between the Dodgers and Rays. No score in the top of the third. Give me your prediction, Dodgers, Rays, and how many games? Oh, yikes. See, I don't even watch baseball. Um, okay. I'll,
1: I'll, <laughs> this is going to be sad. I, I know a little bit about it. I know Tampa careful, Bay. Careful. I, I, I know who I'm talking to. I know I'm talking to the biggest Dodgers fan I know. Um, I know the Rays have been a, a bit of a spoiler this this playoff run. Yeah. Um, I think they'll do a little bit of the same here, but I don't think they'll do enough to win it all. Uh, I say it probably a, a Dodgers and six, maybe. Um, I'd say you'll get to a point where it's maybe three one, and then three two, and then four two. Uh, Mookie Betts is from here. Uh, Mookie Betts actually almost went to Tennessee if he didn't go to the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I high have,
2: school at Overton.
1: Yep, I have his jersey at home, but it's a Red Sox jersey though. Uh, cool. I, I, that's the only game I've ever been to that way so I have to kind of have that. Um, but I think Dodgers won it, and of course, I already know what your answer is. But I don't mm-hmm. know how many games. So how many games?
2: We were talking about this earlier um, in our class, uh, the class that uh, started all this. And our friend Sam Phelan, you'll hear from him in a minute, him and Gracie, um, he looked at me and he's like, oh, boy, Connor thinks he's gonna, they're going to sweep him. I don't think it's going to be a sweep. Um, because of how we played against Atlanta in the National League Championship Series, we were down two games to nothing. We finally got a win, 15-3. to three. And then we lose game four down three to one and then game five would have been our elimination game we win game five games five six and seven we win in seven games against Atlanta. Uh, don't get me wrong Atlanta has a fantastic roster um and um, again you said it you are you already know who I'm going with I'm going with the Dodgers yeah. um they got pitch outstanding pitching Clayton Kershaw. Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller's not from here. He's from Lexington, Kentucky, but he played his college ball at Vanderbilt. So, you know how big of a Vanderbilt fan I am. You know how close I am with yep. Vanderbilt baseball program. So, I I know Walker Bueller and how, how he's an amazing pitcher. I'm so glad he's with the Dodgers. Uh, they have Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, Julio Urias. You have a bullpen with Blake Treinen. Um You have Pedro Baez, Kenley Jantz, and a flamethrower and Bruce Dark Grotto roll. Um, and then their, their one, two, and three hitters are Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, and Justin Turner. Corey Seager in the National League Championship Series, five home runs, and I think six or seven RBIs in seven games. He was a National League Championship Series MVP. Uh, I can go on and on talking about the Dodgers. Um, I'm going to say Dodgers in... We're not going to sweep them. I would hope Dodgers and five. Gentlemen, um, sweep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I say we'll win. I'll say we'll win the first two. We'll give them game three. Actually, no, we'll give them, we'll win tonight. Tomorrow's probably going to be a bullpen game. Don't really know who we're pitching um, tomorrow. It might be Bueller, it might be Urias. Uh, don't really know. Um, but I say Dodgers and five. Um, if if we have the same hot bats we had in the championship series, um, outstanding fielding like we had in the championship series, it'll be Dodgers in five. So this has been episode se- or segment number six um, of Helmet to Helmet. Up next, like I just mentioned, Sam and Gracie with the drawing board, talking all things professional sports. They might give, uh, actually, they should give their World Series prediction. Um, so you'll hear that here in a minute. So for Jason Southall, I'm Connor Owens. Thank you for listening, including all the way in Slovakia. We really appreciate it. Hope you keep listening. (laughs) And uh, we'll be back next week once again with high school recap, college recap, college preview, and hopefully the World Series will be done by then and you'll hear me celebrate. We will see you guys next week.
1: See you.
3: Hello and welcome back to the drawing board. I am Gracie Simpson with my good friend Sam Phelan, where we talk all things pro sports, um, NFL, and World Series talk right now. Uh, getting right into it, Monday Night Football, Cardinals and Cowboys. Sam, what are your takeaways from this game?
0: Oh, boy. Throwing <laughs> throw me into the fire with that one. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm surprised, I, but I, I shouldn't be surprised, rather, but I kind of am. Uh, yeah. You know, Andy Dalton came in for Dak after the injury last week and didn't look terrible. I thought like one of the biggest moves of the offseason was the Cowboys getting Dalton to me because you didn't know what Dak's contract status was gonna be or what what his kind of status with the team was at all. Um, so it, it felt good that they had like a like a bona fide backup, a guy who like has been a veteran and a starter in the league who could step up. Um And maybe it's a scheme thing and not being used to like starting or like whatever, whatever you want to call it. But uh, he looked lost in a lot of ways. It was an ugly game and uh, rightfully so Jerry Jones is not very happy.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you kind of said it, maybe maybe it's just the the first start thing. They haven't figured out their rhythm yet. I don't know what it, what it was, but it was not pretty, that's for sure. Um, Andy Dalton had two interceptions. Ezekiel Elliott had two fumbles. They just could not get anything going on the offensive end. Um, and, you know, after their game last week against the Giants where Dak had his injury and then Andy Elliott came, or sorry, Andy Dalton came in. Um, they had to come, come behind victory. Um, I mean, it kind of looked like this was going to be – it was going to be all right for the Cowboys. They were going to figure it out. Um, And Andy Dalton seemed pretty hopeful after the game, saying that, like, he wasn't going to change anything that Dak had going. Um, But, yeah, it was just a beatdown. And that was one of my guarantees, too. And, boy, that I missed the mark on that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that shocked me, too, I think my eyes kind of went towards Mike McCarthy a lot, like – it just putting this into perspective, Tony Pollard and Rico Dowdle combined for more carries than Ezekiel Elliott had in that game on Sunday. Which yeah. like, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott struggled a little bit, but he he was getting four yards a clip, which is pretty solid if you're giving him twenty to twenty-five a game. They just I mean, they just weren't moving the football. They passed fifty-four times, and I. Like, I get you got to – a lot of that was playing from behind, so they had to just throw the ball and stuff. But I just feel like you have to get your best players more involved in the offense a little bit more than they were. Um, And there's got to be a lot of soul-searching going on there. But, I mean, bright side, still in first place.
3: Yeah. I mean, they are in the worst division. (laughs) Not as – I mean.
0: It is mathematically possible – at this point in time for the, the winner of the NFC East to go four and 12.
3: How unbelievable is that? I mean, that is unbelievable.
0: (laughs) Bad. Like Washington has looked awful. The giants have looked awful, even though they got their win this week by one point over Washington. Um, The Cowboys have two wins, but both of their wins, let's keep in mind, were crazy wild wins. Yep. They came back and won at the last second because Dak Prescott threw for 550 yards.
3: Right, um, exactly.
0: Gracie, right now, who is your favorite in the NFC least, as many people are calling it? But, I mean, with not many teams to to love, who do you think is going to come out on top of that division as it sits right now?
3: Boy, I mean, that is a hard question. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Giants, actually. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I, I wouldn't have, th- I wouldn't have thought that at all.
3: I don't know. I just kind of, I mean, like you, we we just said it, but no one's been playing well. Um, so I feel like right now it's kind of, kind of up in the air. I mean, it's anyone's, it's anyone's ball game at this point. Um, I don't know. I just kind of like what I'm seeing from the Giants.
0: Yeah, Giants have a couple big games coming up. They play the Eagles um, in Philadelphia on Thursday Night Football. So that'll be coming at you tomorrow if you're listening to this on Wednesday. Um, or tonight, if you're listening to this on Thursday morning, and that'll be a big game with, strangely enough, postseason implications. Um, they also have yep. games against the Browns, the Bengals, Washington. Um, so the, there's some winnable games on their schedule there. Definitely. I'm picking the, I'm picking the Eagles for mine, which I don't, I, I don't love because I'm not a big Eagles fan. but um,
3: <laughs> It hurts you to say it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I just think, I mean, they've looked bad. Carson Wentz has looked awful, but they've looked kind of competitive recently. They beat the 49ers. Of course, it was a banged up 49ers um, and not much of a win there because they only beat them by five, but they lost to the Steelers and Ravens the last two weeks combined for an 11, 11 point deficit in two games against two really, really good teams. Um, So they've hung with some good teams. Um, Unfortunately, they've got a tough schedule ahead of them. Unlike the Giants or some of these other teams, they still have to play Seattle. They still have to play New Orleans. They still have to play Green Bay. And they still have to play the Cardinals, who uh just pummeled the Cowboys. So, um honestly this division will probably come down to the division games. I think it'll come a lot down to coaching. I like Doug Peterson a little bit more than uh Mike McCarthy, but uh and Ron Rivera for that for what it's worth there. And Your pick of the Giants, we don't know what Joe Judge has, so um, we'll see what he's got down the stretch here against these division games.
3: Definitely. It'll be interesting getting down to the wire. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Cardinals have Seattle on Sunday. I think that's going to be a really good game. Um, And then the Cowboys have Washington.
0: Yeah. I I feel like the – talking about the Cardinals, I feel like the NFC West is, like, the exact opposite of the NFC East. Most most divisions seem to be, like balanced pretty well where you've got your contenders you've got your teams that are out of it you've got your middle of the road teams like pretty solid average divisions the nfc west is the division where all the teams are solid yep in the same way i could see any of them beating any of them at any time i'd say the cardinals are probably the worst team in the division right now maybe the niners you could make a case for but if the niners get healthy i still think that they're uh kind of a force in the nfc um, but I could see the Niners or the Cardinals beating the Rams on any night. I mean, we just saw it. the the Niners just beat the Rams uh, this week. Yep. Um, as good as Seattle's look, they've played some weird games. I don't think they're unbeatable by any sense. So kind of an interesting dynamic there. You've got two divisions that are very weird where you've got four contenders in one division and four teams that shouldn't be contending in another division. But uh, that's the division system for you. Sometimes that's yeah. just sometimes how the cookie crumbles there
3: exactly exactly all right well moving on from Monday night football let's talk uh Dolphins Giants I mean Jets Dolphins Jets
0: Uh, I mean there's not much to say about the Jets at this point not not a ton to say about the Jets but we did get some two-a-time at the end of the game we Um,
3: did get some two-a-time exciting I mean just
0: atrocious game. I unfortunately watched it because of fantasy uh, repercussions that I had to. Uh, I had You to were
3: see. nervous. You had to watch and make yeah, sure I'm, you were doing well.
0: I was a little curious too. And anytime I get to see Joe Flacco play quarterback, that's just too thrilling of a sight for my eyes. Like, <laughs> um. But yeah, Jets uh, went scoreless in that game. Just uh, pretty ugly. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know how Adam Gase has a job. Ryan Fitzpatrick looks good question mark. Uh, We got. And do we start talking dolphins playoffs?
3: I don't know. Uh, we?
0: You get seven teams in the AFC this year. I looked at the standings. It's not impossible, especially because they'll get to play the jets one more time. They have a pretty easy schedule being a, a a fourth place, last place team, I believe last year. Um, I mean, you figure the Titans are going to – I mean, if you go, just go. Jock, Steelers, Ravens, Bills, Titans, Chiefs. Steelers, Ravens, Bills, Titans, Chiefs. That's five. You're looking at a division title for all of those teams. Maybe they battle with New England. The Colts might contend. I don't think the Browns are for real, and Vegas is a question mark. Even if you get a spot to the Colts or the Patriots, like I think there's a I think there's a battle to be had there with their easy schedule and I like what Brian Flores is doing.
3: Yeah. So what do you think about uh Tua getting a starting spot, even though Ryan Fitzpatrick has looked a good question mark? I mean, I think I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about it?
0: I'm gonna be honest, I don't love it. Um I know I know a lot of Dolphins fans are pretty excited about it. Um and there's there's a lot to be excited about there because franchise quarterback number two overall pick all the hype that comes with that and him finally getting his chance to start coming up um but like we said Ryan Fitzpatrick has looked pretty solid and he's gotten better as we've kind of gone and he's settled into this offense a little bit they've won some some games big the last two weeks and the biggest thing with the Dolphins is you don't need to uh you don't need to force anything yeah position where your draft position doesn't matter um and you want to Want, just want to win games at this point you have the guy that's your franchise quarterback so there's no need to like tank to get a high pick or anything like that um and if it's has been what's working and has given you some momentum and you've won some games I kind of want to stick with that and I think his veteran leadership goes a long way
3: let's move on to uh Titans Texans game very exciting game yeah. um why wow. I was I was terrified the whole game it was um, kind of miserable, honestly. I mean, I, my nerves yeah, my nerves didn't handle it.
0: Well, well, I mean, the Titans, you talk about a team. There's a lot of teams that have played some, like, really close nail-biting games right now. Um, my bears come to mind, too, of just kind of being the heart attack bears is people, kind of what people are calling them. But the Titans have played games that they've won by two points, three points, one point, and in overtime four of their five wins have come like that. So I don't know how I feel about I don't know. The Titans are tough. And they played a game that was such a Texans loss, by the way, just like an absolute Oh, shoot. for sure. The Titans came out and felt like they absolutely dominated for the beginning of the game. Then they kind of had a little meltdown. And then they had an epic comeback. Um, they forced overtime. And uh, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry at the end of the game. Unbelievable. Which I mean, you're gonna you're gonna ride your horses. How far can they ride? Derrick Henry remains to be seen. I think this team kind of goes with their defense. Uh, you can look at a game like the Bills game where their defense gets a couple takeaways and keeps keeps the other team low scoring. I think they got a really good chance, but they've also almost lost to Denver, almost lost to the Vikings, and almost lost to the Jaguars. Three pretty bad teams. Um, yeah, I mean
3: through. it hasn't. It has not been a pretty. Um... I mean, their record, beautiful, undefeated. But like you said, it has not been the prettiest thing. No, if mean, you're following along and watching, um, yeah. I mean, it's they've kind of had to tough out some games that they shouldn't have had to tough out.
0: Giving up 30 points in three of your five games wouldn't have been ideal coming into the year. But, I mean, 5-0 and is 5-0 and at the end of the no, day. Definitely.
3: And a win is a win in the NFL.
0: I think this week – uh probably the biggest test of the season. How do you feel about the Steelers?
3: Man, I'm scared. I'm I'm really scared of it. Uh the Steelers are the Steelers are definitely favored to win this game. Um, both undefeated teams. There's three undefeated teams left: Steelers, Titans, and Seahawks. Um, but yeah, I mean it I agree. It's gonna be their biggest test of the year. Um, we're out with Taylor Luan's out, Torres ACL out for the rest of the season. Um, that's going to be, we're going to really need someone to step up big in his place. Cause, um, yeah, that's just a hard, that's a hard loss for the Titans for sure. Um,
0: I think this feels bigger than the bills game to me too. Would you agree with that? Definitely. The bills were exciting and they were fun, but the Steelers kind of have that veteran presence and like established just kind of leadership around them. That feels, feels a lot bigger, even Big Ben's not even playing all that great. He's just they're leading. He's leading the charge well. They have an exceptional defense. They run the football well. They're well coached. Everything that is a uh, elite Super Bowl contending team. Um, very resurgent year for them. And this is probably my favorite game of the week.
3: Definitely, it's gonna be a good one.
0: Uh, definitely my favorite one that I want to watch. Um. But, yeah, the Titans are going to be tested here. Their, their schedule doesn't get really that much easier. They get the Bengals, um, but then you go Bears, Colts, Ravens, Colts uh, for four straight games following that, and they're kind of going to go through the ringer here.
3: Yeah, for sure. Definitely interested to see um, these next few weeks. Um, going on to kind of a little side note here, but in the NBA, the Pacers have hired Nate. I'm going to say his last name wrong for yeah. sure maybe, uh, Borgren, <laughs> Jorkren,
0: Jorkren, Jorkren. Jorkren, something like uh,
3: that. I'm I sure. think that's a good hire. I mean, he was a former assistant coach for the Raptors, uh, when they won the, the championship. Um, he's got a lot of experience. I think that that'll be good for the Pacers. Do you have anything for that?
0: I mean, it, it's yeah, solid hire. I think, uh, interesting to see which teams kind of go with guys in, in all sports too, kind of as MLB teams are starting to, uh, relieve managers of their duties and NFL coaches are uh, on the hot seat and stuff. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see uh, which of these teams is going with people who have experience like Chicago Bulls go and get Billy Donovan Clippers go and get Tyron Lue, um, oh. et cetera. And uh, the Sixers going and getting Doc Rivers, getting guys with uh, some experience and then a team like the Pacers who kind of uh, is a playoff team in a position to contend, maybe not for a title, maybe a superstar away, but, uh, a good solid core getting a guy who's never coached before as a head coach at least but the uh, big thing now is exactly that it's getting the assistance of the the teams that have the the championship experience the people who know what the culture's like and uh, exactly
3: know what it takes to, to win a championship
0: yeah I mean a, a lot of people come to mind uh, but it's also a risk a lot of coaches come to mind too who have come over with not, no real coaching experience or only assistant experience and end up uh, kind of being a dud early on. I think he's a good fit for his uh, for, the, for the Pacers, too. They're kind of a, a defensive-minded team. They shoot, the, they shoot the ball really well. Um, so I am a fan of this hire, um, kind of under the radar as well with all the big names that have been going. But I, I yeah. thought he a good fit.
3: Definitely. thought that was good to throw that in there. Um, but give us an update on the World Series right now.
0: Yeah, uh, World Series is going on. Uh, we just wrapped up Game One of the 2020 World Series. We got both the one seeds in the World Series this year. Uh, it's Rays Dodgers. The Rays um, over in the American League had a big 3-0 lead over the Astros in the Championship Series and blew the lead. Completely blew their 3-0 lead. Um, went to Game Seven um, and avoided a absolute. Nightmare uh, with winning game seven it's their second ever pennant in uh, franchise history. They went to the World Series back in 2008, uh, where they lost to the Phillies but uh, yeah, razor back they've never won the World Series before, obviously um, and they are in Texas for that taking on the Dodgers uh, Dodgers very different scenario. they came back from three-1 against the Atlanta Braves uh, Braves pulled a very Braves move. Um, yeah. very, choked,
3: absolutely choked.
0: <laughs> Atlanta move. Somewhere Dan Quinn is smiling. Uh, yep. And uh, they uh, came back and won the series also in seven games. Incredible that we got two seven-game series. Yeah. Championship series. Doesn't get much better than that. And both of the one seeds are going to advance. Um, it's the Dodgers' third pennant and third trip to the World Series in the last four years. And – they're they're a little bit hungry. They lost to the Astros in seven games in 2017 and lost to the Red Sox in 2018. Um, game one just wrapped up. The Dodgers win game one 8-3, to three, so they've got that slight advantage. Clayton Kershaw pitched great tonight. He's kind of known for not pitching very well in the playoffs, but he showed up tonight for the World Series um, and gave them a little bit of a lead. And yeah. – I've got, the, I've got my predictions for this and my guarantees, too, because next time uh, we record that series, will be over. So.
3: Definitely. Well, let's do our guarantees. Um, I'll start.
0: Yeah, go kick it off. I keep kicking it off and keep losing to you, so I'm going to have you go first. Too.
3: Oh, okay. Is that how that's going to work this time? Hey, actually, Sam and I both did really well this week. Um, we were both we'll two and
0: 3 happy to know.
3: Thank <laughs> goodness. Everyone should be happy to know that okay. we actually did pretty well. <laughs> oh yeah so that's good for us uh so yeah last week I had the Titans beating the Texans got that one always gonna go for my Titans um then I had the Bucks beating the Packers check good stuff that was a good game um and then mm, sad stuff but I had the Cowboys beating the Cardinals and that just did not go yeah my favor in any way shape or form so we're just gonna move on from there um this week's guarantees. Hit me with I it. I have the Bengals beating the Browns. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be a good game. Um, Browns are having some issues on the road. Um, they're headed to Cincinnati, so that's going to be another another road test for them.
0: I've been impressed with the Bengals, too. I mean, they, yeah. they, they haven't been great, but I feel like they they – they've hung in just just they about. have they have
3: hung in and it's like their record does not show we I think we said this we've said this previously but their record does not show how their games have been they've they've hung in within what a touchdown or two um they put up a fight every game it's not like they're getting blown out I was,
0: I was genuinely scared for Joe Burrow's safety going into that game against the Colts I watched <laughs> the Colts tear apart my bears I watched what their defense is capable of um and sometimes the talent around Burrow in Cincinnati looks a little bleak, but I mean they lost the game, but they came out cooking in that one um, and almost pulled a pulled a nice little upset there on the road, um, and oh. uh, came short. So I like that pick.
3: Yeah. Um, then my next two man, I might go one for three this week, but hey, gotta stay gotta stay wild out here.
0: Yourself too. It <laughs> All
3: right, so I got the Cardinals beating the Seahawks. Definitely a crazy pick. Um, oh. So here's my thought process. So I have the Cardinals beating the Seahawks and I have the Titans beating the Steelers. Always got to go with my Titans. Told you this, Oh
0: yeah. but
3: no. we got the, we got the three on the three teams that are still under undefeated. Um, I have my Titans being the only undefeated team left after this, after this week. Um, so I don't know. I'm feeling good about it. The Cardinals are coming off of a big win against the Cowboys. Um, yeah, it's a quick turnaround, but I think that they're, they're going to be prepared for this game. They had Sunday off and they watch the Seahawks I think that um, they start they practice tomorrow I mean I think they're going to get some good preparation in the Seahawks are coming off of a bye which is also a disadvantage for the Cardinals um, but I don't know I, I think it's going to be a good game I could be totally wrong about it but I'm feeling confident hey, in it
0: we don't know if that's a disadvantage or not the Seahawks could come out and pull a Patriots and just like yeah you
3: know, oh, that's yeah. true
0: Spent two weeks on the couch we didn't look at the game plan at all we're going to score six points yeah that's also a possibility so we'll exactly
3: I don't know I think the Cardinals are hungry but yeah then I got the Titans beating the Steelers we've already talked about it um the Steelers are favored um it's I don't know I, I don't have much to say about it I think I'm gonna let the game play out but gotta take my Titans
0: all right uh on my side of things just recapping I did uh in the middle of their collapse, I did predict the Tampa Bay Rays to advance to the World Series over the Astros, um, despite their woes that they had going on. Uh, that prediction was correct. They did move on to the World Series, as I said, um, and they're looking to win their first ever World Series title. So uh, I'll take that W. I had the Bucks to beat the Packers, and I know you touched on it a little bit, but I just have to relish in this one a little bit. because Please do. The Packers looked so bad. It was a thing of beauty. Um, Eric <laughs> it his little dance in the end zone and then got just obliterated for three more quarters and 38 unanswered. Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Not only does this loss feel really good as a Bears fan watching the Packers lose so badly, it makes me feel really good about beating the Bucs on Thursday night football and I know the Bucs were a little bit banged up but I I see a game like this and I see how good the Bucs can be and how good they, they are it makes me feel a little bit better it makes me feel like we got a chance <laughs> and uh first place Bears
3: hey there you go oh, man first
0: place Bears five and one uh Packers lost they're down at four and one now sitting in second place so the haters let's are- go Haters are really furious, but it, it, that one just feels good. 2-0 uh, <laughs> there, and then I took an L on predicting Le'Veon Bell to sign with the Patriots. Um, I don't know. I was just kind of feeling spicy with that one. But, yeah, he did you were. The Kansas City Chiefs.
3: Yeah, he did do that, and that's um, – yeah, that's that's – I don't even know what to say about it.
0: I don't know. I I didn't know how I felt about it. I feel like that's, like, bad for Le'Veon in some way, some weird way, because he won't get all the carries. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire absolutely got it, like, just ran all over the bill Monday night – or Monday afternoon, rather. We didn't really talk about that, but he was getting eight, nine yards every single carry.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't see – you like switching away from that. I don't know. I, it just didn't feel like the best move for Le'Veon Bell. There was a couple teams that they were talking about him going to like the dolphins were one, um, the bills, even another where I feel like he could have signed with a team that really needs him where he could bend the, the primary back.
3: But, Definitely. it kind of makes you wonder if he would have rather been a big fish in a small pond or if he wants to just
0: I mean, I, I, I don't know he, I guess he's kind of maybe over being a big fish in a small pond being with the jets like I that He wants
3: of, to be with the winning team. Not oh, yeah, what he wants
0: playoffs if I go over here, but um yeah, I mean, it just raises questions. There's a number of teams that I feel like could could have really used him, could have implemented him into their into their offense a lot more than the Chiefs could. And who knows what's ahead for him on a one-year deal when you're going to be looking for free agency ahead, not knowing how many carries or reps you'll get. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he thought about all his options and made the choice that he felt best for him. So who am I to criticize? Sure did. All right, what
3: you got this week? This
0: week? Bears.
3: Of course. (laughs) I'm
0: taking the Bears – they're playing the Rams on Monday Night Football. It's 5-1 and one Bears, first place. Time game. time, baby. It's Nick Foles. It's Matt Nagy. It's the Monsters of the Midway. It's the defense. <laughs> Mitch off the bench if we need him. Allen Robinson making plays. The Bears are back. The Bears Man, are Man, you're feeling back. good. You're back. feeling good. I am so excited. I. It's ugly, but that in Chicago, we don't want it any other way. This is Bears football. This is, like, everything that we want. And I think the Rams are beatable. They lost to the Niners this week. They've, they've, they've played some close games against the Eagles. They've played some close games against not great teams. I think you get them a defense. We've played the Rams twice the last each, – in each of the last two seasons, we've played the Rams when they were really good. And Jared Goff has been seeing ghosts against this defense every time. We've played them well. Um, I like Nagy over Sean McVay. I'm taking the Bears. I'm rolling with it. I was terrified to do this because last time I picked them was against the Colts, and that was the one time they lost. So I've been staying. Oh, man. This one. But I'm too fired up about the 5-1 and one Bears not to pick them. Uh, that's another team that, like the Titans, has a gauntlet kind of coming ahead. They play the Rams. Then they play the uh, Saints. Then they play the Titans and Green Bay four weeks in a row. So they're going to have a tough road ahead these next couple weeks trying to really no. prove themselves as a big contender. Um, Next one, I'm taking the Patriots to beat the 49ers. Patriots looked bad this week, uh, really bad they this did. week. And the Niners looked Very really bad. good. One of my biggest philosophies is always pick a team that is well-coached and got humiliated the week before. Um, it's why I liked to the Niners this week, and the Niners win this week over the Rams. Well-coached team. Shanahan's a great coach, and they looked awful against the Dolphins the week prior. They can't yep. bounce back well. Look at the Buccaneers. Tough loss. Brady a little embarrassed, losing to the Bears by one after his little conundrum. Well coached team there. Bruce Arians is a good coach, good leadership, bounce back, beat the Packers. Um, so I think the Packers win this week uh, with Rodgers and uh, Matt LaFleur. And I think the Patriots win this week and get one back with Belichick and Cam Newton against the Niners. A uh, little bold, but. Um, there you go. I like coaching that. Coaching there. And then I, I, I got to get my baseball one in there. I'm taking the Dodgers to win the World Series. And. I'm not sure I even love to say it because I, I, I'm i an underdog guy and I like the Rays this year, but um, the Dodgers back for a third time coming off of getting cheated in a way out of two championships, losing to the Astros when they cheated, losing to the Red Sox who also cheated, uh, losing to the Nationals last year in a, in a close series and finally getting their shot again this year at Redemption. Um,
3: yeah.
0: Especially <laughs> – Seeing stuff go the way it did this tonight with Kershaw, it feels like this is the team that's going to finally get it done for him, which yeah. is cool.
3: And that's a feel good story too. I mean, you can you can call you can call them an underdog. Yeah, not an underdog, but I mean, I they, they need this
0: all year. But I mean, as good as the Dodgers have been, they've kind of been the team of the decade, or at least for like the last five years, they've certainly been the best team. But they haven't won in fifty years. I mean, it's a yeah. For a franchise that's been as good and as successful as they have um i'm pretty sure they
3: need it they deserve it
0: i'm pretty sure they've been over 500 every season since 2000 they've gone they've won more games than they've lost every season since 2000 and managed to not win a world series in any of those years um they hadn't won a pennant had hadn't been to a world series in any of those years until 2017 um and they've come up short every year. But I I just feel like this is the team that gets it done. I like the depth of their pitching. I like the bullpen, and the lineup just goes crazy. There's a bunch of different bats with how Corey Seager's been playing. Mookie Betts is obviously incredible, and Cody Bellinger's an MVP. Um, I think it's a very deep lineup, just almost an unbeatable team, and the Rays are going to really have to bring their absolute best to be able to hang with them in the series.
3: Well, there you go. That's good stuff.
0: We'll see how we do. I'm feeling five and one this week, Gracie. And
3: uh, I, we I hope for, for your sake, Sam, I hope.
0: Well, no, knowing that it'd be the Bears loss would be the one that we
3: uh, come up short on,
0: unfortunately, but uh,
3: <laughs> come on, you got to have hope.
0: You know what? If the Bears lose this week, it's Gracie's fault to all the listeners <laughs> out there. Don't
3: you put that on me. Don't put that on me.
0: Go ahead and do it. Like, every Nick Foles interception, every time the Bears don't run the ball on, like, third and inches, like, that's – it's on Gracie.
3: It's all me. Yeah. I'll, you know what? I'll take the blame for you. I will.
0: I appreciate that. That'll make me feel better if I'm sitting But you there. know
3: what? If the if the Titans lose, it's your fault.
0: See, I, I, I don't know. I like uh... – yeah, I'll will do it because you did it for me. But I'm just saying I like Big Ben a lot more than I like uh, a lot more than I like the the Rams. But you know what? We're hopefully we're sitting here next week and we're talking about six and O Titans, six and one Bears.
3: Man, I hope we are. Man, I hope we are.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be quite special.
3: And I also hope we're talking about the only undefeated team left in the NFL is the Tennessee Titans. Well,
0: maybe, maybe. Hear me out here. Two weeks from now. We could be talking 7 0 Titans, could be talking about 7 1 Bears, and we could be talking a Bears Titans game in Nashville. Just, Ooh. I've already got my tickets, Chris. man. And then,
3: oh. then we're going, we are going at each other.
0: I'm, I've got my tickets. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm not holding any. I'm going to be the one guy in blue and orange at that game, and I'm, I'm unapologetic about it.
3: All right. All right. You said it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today um, on the drawing board. I am Gracie Simpson with Sam Phelan, um, and we will see y'all next week.
0: Later.